You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Hi, my name is Stephen Long, and I host a show here on Rock Candy called Sacred Tension. It's about the spiritual discipline of asking questions. If you find yourself uncomfortable in your faith, or if you find yourself caught between modern science and ancient religion, or if you're curious about the journeys of others who are sorting out faith and doubt, Sacred Tension is a place where nothing is off limits. You will find conversations with pastors, cult experts, spiritual leaders, and skeptics, all discussing the ways we navigate the faiths we were given. Find Sacred Tension right here on Rock Candy and wherever you listen to podcasts. You have arrived at your destination. Let me tell you a story. Picture it. Sicily, 1922. <laughs> That's very good. One of the best characters that's, in that's sitcom very history. Good. Yeah, amazing. Is Sophia. Yeah. That's a that's a perfect start to this episode. I let love me just say. Yeah. Sophia. Yeah. She's such a firecracker. Yeah. She's <laughs> She's so good. Yeah. Um, she's the glue to some extent, right? No, absolutely. I mean, she she's, is. you know, she ties them together. Yeah, like in a uh, type of way. We'll get into it, but yeah. yeah, it's great because like it this is a a show about yeah. middle-aged older women. Yeah. And, you know, Dorothy's mother who's mm-hmm. older is still like the wise yeah. comic relief, but also the wisdom. But also the, the wisdom. Yeah. But at the same time, one thing I like about the the interplay between the characters and... Uh, well, let me say, before we jump too far in this... Hey, the welcome com- to the well- Comic Creatives Podcast. <laughs> welcome to the Comic Creatives Podcast. I am Will the Doctor, and I'm sitting across from Joe, who is also called... The Doctor. The Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Joe's the bistro. Um, we are this Thank- week... I told I told yeah. if I'd do this. But yeah, please. Mm. Thank you for being a mm. friend. Mm. Doom, 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 doom. Travel down the road and back again. Mm. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Yeah. Doom, 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 mm. doom, doom, and if you threw a party, mm. invited mm. everyone you knew. You this would see the biggest, biggest gift would be from me, and the card attached would say, "Thank you for being a friend." Bum, 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 bum. Mm. That's the, the office. Nice, yeah. Uh, so okay. we are definitely talking about the Golden Girls this yeah. episode. I, uh, <laughs> I think. Because of Tiff, I've watched a lot of Golden Girls in the yeah. last few years. Yeah, yeah. And I may have even mentioned this on an episode once, but uh, yeah, we we they came up at one point because we were talking about yeah. emails, right? And uh, <laughs> I, I I would just yeah. you know every every time the a new episode starts, I mm-hmm. sing. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, tell us she, about that. Yeah, apparently <laughs> Tiff would uh, record me. Yeah, just singing like, you know, I'd be checking by yeah. you know, phone for something yeah. and i'd just be singing and having I, a good time here's the thing i know you well enough to to ask this question were you singing the words to the song no okay well yes and no yes and no back and forth so yeah it was <laughs> and if you threw a party in baden that's where I go. Yeah, yeah, that's a very. You yeah. would see the gift part. You I still see. don't know what that is. Like you just. You, you would see. see the biggest gift would be from me. Yeah, who brings gifts to a party? Is that an old I thing? D- I don't know. It's a it's a weird song. Can we talk about that for just a second before yeah. we get into it? Because it is a weird song. Like that is one thing that has stood out to me. I I it's not that I've grown up on the Golden Girls. I've watched more of them in the last couple of years than ever before in my life. Yeah, I, uh, I I'm I. Kind of did. Did you? Uh, my grandma was okay. a big Golden Girls watcher. Yeah. So that was my in, was her. Yeah. I remember seeing it on, yeah. but I never sat and engaged with it. Sure. Um, but nonetheless... It felt like an old person it thing. It felt like an old person show, yeah. yeah. The um, the song is weird. Thank You for Being a Friend makes sense. It's about these women who are friends or at least learn to be friends <laughs> and yeah. they're living together. But that said, that party part is weird, right? Yeah. And if you threw a party and invited everyone you knew, 
you would see the biggest gift would be from me with a card attached that, that said, says thank you for being thank a you for being a friend. It's, it's it a, kind of becomes about the yeah. it's like thank you for everything. Yeah. But if we threw a party, like I would give I you would the best give thing, you the best one. Yeah, That's, it's not as weird as uh, what was the uh, what's the Frasier. Uh, theme song. You remember that? Uh, toss salad and scrambled eggs. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> yeah, that that that's weird. That takes that's the weird. cake. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, it is. It's an interesting one. Um, yeah. So, well, the Golden Girls. Let's let's jump in. So, yeah, I think I think let's start by yeah. saying like my you know my grandma watched the Golden Girls yeah. a lot, sure. and, as well as like you know Wheel of Fortune and Murder yeah, She Wrote, of and course, Walker Texas Ranger. Yes. Um. So it felt like an old person thing to watch, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like as a kid, you're seeing these older women like mm-hmm. living in a house together, like yeah. say, saying and doing things, and that's yeah. kind of it. And it's not until you kind of come back, yeah, as an adult, yeah, and trying to view it as the adults around you when you were a kid watch this, yes to understand what the Golden Girls were actually doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Golden Girls was a ridiculously progressive show. <laughs> it really was. Um, yeah. And it the, really was. The mid-80s, you know, yes. uh, tackling so many yeah. writer-creator Susan Harris, I think mm-hmm. is her name. Yep, Susan Harris. You know, what she decided to do with, like, very kind of, like, specific episodes and tackling, like, kind of, like, almost taboo yeah. things oh, was, like... Sh- it made me think about like it gave me a sense of pride that like you know my yeah. my super small town grandmother yeah liked the show so much because yeah. like it these things didn't you know flow you know go over her head no like, yeah you know she's probably a big reason why my dad turned out so great right because like yeah you know it's it's just about like people loving and respecting people true it's just people it's yeah. not like yeah and you know there are like little little hints of the time of like oh, of course yeah. you know there's stuff that like if you did it now it yeah. would mean something very different or it would have a different political thrust to it than sure. it did at the time yeah you know what i'm saying and so th- that's one thing i'm very much as we look at the show want to be mindful of and and not just golden girls but as we look at because we've done some stuff that has hit like cultural and political if you want to call it that and social commentary we've talked about some stuff like that but we haven't dug into that too much and as we sort of move forward and continue to look at different you know uh, artists and, and artworks and things I, i'm not i don't love that people try to backdate our current political conversations and cultural conversations onto everything in the past. Does that make sense? I think so. So in other words, I think you are correct to say that the Golden Girls was very progressive. Yeah. Even if those episodes coming out right now would not have been that progressive. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's it's sometimes frustrating to me when people with, I think, good intentions are like, that's a super problematic thing. And we shouldn't give it any praise because by today's standards, it's not progressive. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. When at the time, that was a progressive show, right? Yeah. No, you um, absolutely have to put it. Uh, you have to put it in this context. Like your, for your sure. intent and motive in, yes. the, in the time that you're living is yeah. super important. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit silly saying this about Golden Girls because some of the Golden Girls stuff is still, you know, is clearly you watch it and it's like damn that's ahead of its time <laughs> oh absolutely yeah. so but yeah you mentioned created and written by susan harris it was an nbc show from 85 to 92 mm-hmm. 180 half hour episodes wow that's a bunch i think i've seen a lot of them well i was gonna say so maggie watched the show a little bit um kendra watches the show like it's her job She's gotcha. seen every one of these in prepping for this episode i was like can you hit me with just like six five six episodes <laughs> yeah. that i need to watch to make sure because i've seen quite a bit of it but i am not an expert on the golden girls and i was like can you hit me with a few episodes that i need to see and it took it took her a little while to come up with to to whittle it down um to, yeah you <laughs> to, sent me the list I'm actually, just, I'm actually okay i was gonna say right i was now. gonna pull it up but uh and so essentially this list yeah let's let's uh let's share that list so yeah i think the first one you have on here is season five episode 13 mary yes. has a little lamb yes this I, I i i didn't have time to go through and actually watch these yeah it's fine 
I just meant share but for the listeners more I than have anything. A, but yeah, yeah. Um, I have a feeling if if you if you mention anything specific from most of these, yeah. I probably have seen them. Okay, like I've gotcha. se- I've seen I think most of Golden Girls. Yeah. Um. So you have Mary has Little Lamb, season three, episode eleven, three on a couch. Okay. Season three, episode twenty three, mixed blessings. Yes. Season one, episode twenty two, job hunting. Mm-hmm. Season six, episode eleven, stand by your man, mm-hmm. and season seven, episode nineteen, journey to the center of attention. Yes, um, the the one on that list that sounds the most familiar to me yeah. would be job hunting. Okay, um, which sounds like the episode where Rose lost her husband's uh, military pension after okay. he had passed away, uh-huh. and had to like search for a job. Yeah. And I want to say they like uh, dissected like age discrimination uh-huh. in, in the workplace and that kind of thing. Yeah, is that right? The summary here says Rose must look for work after she loses her grief counseling job. Is that the one okay. that you're thinking of? I don't. Maybe yeah. Yeah. The one I'm thinking of, she actually has to. She she didn't work, and then she has to work. I think. Okay. Because yeah. of yeah, her pen, losing the her late husband's pension. Oh, I gotcha. That, um, that might be the same one. It's been a while. It could be. Um, so just just to give folks, because I'm going to presume that some folks coming on to this only roughly know what the Golden Girls is, just because, I don't know. I don't know how prominent that is. So It's pretty popular, William. It is pretty popular, I know. But it's about four older women who live in Miami together, right? Yeah. And four characters, Dorothy's Bornack, uh, Rose Nyland, Blanche Devereaux, and Sophia Petrillo. Yeah. And so you mentioned you mentioned the ageism thing, right? Yeah. So the show is to a large extent about aging and what that means mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And as you said, they dig into lots and lots of different issues, but a lot of these do come back to what does it mean to get older? Yes. And yeah, you know, the, I think the biggest thing if you if you're talking about broad strokes, yeah, you know, the show um, shows uh, a version of women who have. Uh, fulfilling life after marriage yeah so whether yeah. it's divorce or right. or you know losing your partner to yeah death mm-hmm. you know you have these four women living in a house yeah who, it's basically a show about chosen family oh yeah you know you have mm-hmm. sophia and you have dorothy who are sure. family but yeah. the group together it's like they have chosen their family. It's right? true. Yeah. That's a really good point. And yeah. I hadn't thought about it in terms of chosen family, but that is in and of itself builds in a sort of interesting progressive take, right? Yes. And the fact that it's not about a traditional quote unquote nuclear family. Yeah. So the way I wonder if the way that you could get a show like that done in the 1980s about chosen family is the fact that they all, all four of these women in various ways still meet all the criteria of being like normal, right? Yeah. They're all either, uh, either widowed or divorced, right? Right. So they've all been in right family situations exactly. that were like that, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like, oh, they've never done that. They've done that, and this is about them after that to right. some extent. And I think that's really interesting because it, it also sneaks in all the sort of aging kind of themes mm-hmm. as well, but it makes it to where uh, potentially, and I'm just thinking through this now, but it might potentially make it palatable for oh. folks who otherwise it wouldn't be. Yeah, you'll pr- uh, I don't know if you're going to find a good edit point for that. It's fine. We'll figure it out. So just so the world knows, uh, Waylon... <laughs> My sweet little uh, eight-month-old pity boy just came uh-huh. downstairs, heard him cry over there by the door, mm-hmm. and uh, was thought like, I oh, just bored. We're podcasting. <laughs> Took a big old dump. Oh, yeah. Oh, he it, made his presence known. And it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was really bad. Got a candle lit. Hopefully, uh, y'all don't smell that. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't come through the uh, audio. So, let's jump back in. So, um, Golden Girls talks about... I was I was saying something to the extent of like maybe the fact that it makes these characters normal and then lets them operate right. outside of yeah it's just a nice cultural stepping stone yeah um, and so and this is one thing I don't I don't know if you came across but on the pilot episode which I'm sure you've seen um, yeah. there is a quote unquote manservant character. Do you remember this? N- no. Uh, yes, because apparently, he, and it was either implied or stated outright that he was a uh, gay person and he was their manservant. And oh. yeah, and which is very weird. And they apparently included him because they weren't sure before the pilot was made. They weren't sure that they could have such a 
uh, woman-centric show. Right. That even if it's a guy who's just the, the servant who's walking around like cleaning their dishes and stuff, yeah. they needed a guy on <laughs> a guy yeah. in the house or something yeah. like that. And so, but apparently what happened was a lot of the sort of snippy comebacks and stuff like that that they gave to, or that they were intending to give to him just naturally kind of went to Sophia. Sure. And she started sort of playing that role of like, yeah, you know, less, uh, oftentimes sort of less plot centric and more like commentary from outside just biting commentary right sure <laughs> so, yeah she's the yeah. Uh, the wise um the wise the, uh, the chorus if you will and one thing i like about it too the fact that um dorothy and uh sophia are related <clears throat> and that dorothy's her daughter is that you see that like dorothy's kind of i was listening to a podcast the other day prepping for this where they talked about dorothy being mean and they were like, Dorothy's yeah. just mean, like, all the time. And I don't read her as being mean. No, I don't. No, absolutely not. But she is very, I understand how she is abrasive, yeah. right? And I think it's, it has something to do with just B. Arthur as a presence and how she performs. It's yeah. just, you know what I mean? But for, from a, a, a point of narrative, though, like, yeah. mother-daughter relationships, are. I'm really interested by uh-huh. um, Lady Bird, Greta yeah. Gerwig, and we're going to do an episode on Greta Gerwig, but... yeah. If if you've ever experienced like my uh, my my sister and my mother their uh-huh. their relationship growing up or Tiff and her mother it's interesting yeah. the dynamic a mother daughter di- dynamic is really interesting because it's not something that I've experienced personally sure it's just something that I've seen yeah and like to see that there is tension between Sophia and Dorothy yeah. in the house yeah but there's also unconditional love there of course to where Sophia is hardest on Dorothy yeah. You know, there's this one episode that I remember where she's trying to get the right dress for this thing, and and Sophia yeah. is just like just so hard on her. Basically, you know, like I, I yeah. don't remember specifics. Yeah. But like with that dynamic, to see that like Dorothy is like comes off as like stern with a mother who's so like yeah, you know, who just is so uh, critical of her. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, always like kind of like the jokey one. Like she, it's almost like she has to be the. Uh, mother yeah if that makes sense yeah it does and, and, and that yeah. dynamic i think it works really well yeah well and this is i mean this that's all very true one thing that you that came to mind as you were talking about that that i didn't really know until i sort of got a little bit deeper into the show was that estelle getty who plays sophia is the youngest of all the actors did you oh, know that no yeah she's younger than anyone else and so she had to do three hours a day of makeup i had uh, no be, idea did you not <laughs> no <laughs> look at pictures of her like go and look for yeah. estelle getty pictures during the shooting of golden girl she's young she's not interesting <laughs> it's not wild it's convincing like they they no, you know, uh, that's you that's would ju- never know no that's just yeah. my my yeah. <laughs> life experience with this show is yeah. like that she's just uh-huh I, yeah. remember, I, I remember even watching it like mm-hmm. a few years ago or as a kid thinking like yeah feeling upset that she was so old because we were going to lose her soon yeah and that was as a kid and yeah like, oh yeah. no it's like you know yeah. she's the young yeah that's crazy. and i think i think i mean blowing my mind three out of four have passed away right i mean i think the only remaining golden is girl who's alive is betty, betty white, white. Yeah. yeah i think you're right <clears throat> but nonetheless yeah she was the she was the the youngest um so during its run we'll talk about more sort of cultural stuff during its run it received it did incredibly well right it's silly that they yeah. thought that a woman-centric show in this way couldn't do yeah. well. It got like 68 Emmy nominations. It's one of those, huh? Yeah, it's right. Like you, the, the people in power thinking, what? Yeah, exactly. People want to see this? Wow. <laughs> like, Yeah, we didn't even leave Coco in there, and it's yeah. still working. Come on. Yeah, 68 yeah. nominations, 11 Emmy Awards, four Golden Globes, two viewers' choice uh, for quality television, um, and all of the lead actresses won Emmys for their performances. Yeah. Yeah, at various times. Oh, uh, this episode popped into my head when you were talking about, I didn't say it yeah. because of the dog crap or whatever, um, when <laughs> yeah. you were talking about how like you have that stepping stone of like they all lived normal lives, Yes, and then they're able now for yes. their next it part of, of life makes it okay. to, to yeah. kind of live more progressively yes so you know there are a lot of like 
a lot of dates involved and you know blanche specifically mm-hmm. um is you know yeah. very promiscuous yeah um, she's like very sexually comfortable it just and unapologetically yes. and she gets called i mean i don't love this word but she gets called a slut a lot on the show right they yeah. use that term for sure. her a lot even if, even if it's just playful ribbing right even if it's yes. not intended super mean right so and, yeah. and that's an example of like today versus yeah then. it's like no, she's doing this thing, and you like her, and the the point yes. is for you not to. Yeah, you're not you're not there to judge her. No, you yeah. know that audience. Yes. That's not their intent. Yeah, but there was an episode which I found really interesting, where just to tie into that the idea of normalcy versus progressivism, right? Yeah, yeah. To where, for whatever reason, they were speaking of like uh, living with a man before marriage. Okay, right? Yeah. So Rose, the the episode, I'm probably not talking to the right person. No, you're good. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's an episode where yeah. Rose is actually conned, okay, by uh, a man who said that you know he was uh, that he uh, was her husband's best friend in the war, okay, um, and basically he was trying to get her to fall for him in yeah. a way and get money and whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And uh, there was a conversation where she's decided she's going to leave. Miami mm-hmm. and go live with this guy where Rose has decided yes yeah. yeah um and you know it 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 never ends up that they they go through these big things and it never ends up that any of them leave or no anything. it's all return um, to status quo yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. um which is kind of it's kind of great it's kind of wonderful uh, yeah you know it's not about that's not what the show's about no yeah but so she's you know she's they're sitting at the the dinner table slash just the table in the kitchen yeah. um, which we're all so familiar with that sure. house at this yeah, point of course. you know yeah. have you ever seen set photos no i haven't interesting you know it's all a stage yeah sure um you know and there's they have like a, a boom yeah over it and like there's yeah. no ceiling sure and like yeah it, it's it's great. i've seen stuff like that for i like seeing stuff like that for for shows like seinfeld i've seen set photos yeah. and dick van dyke it's show and stuff like that very cool yeah so they're sitting around the the, the dinner table and talking and you know yeah. Blan- blanche says something like insinuating that she you know you shouldn't live with a man before you marry the man yeah and even so, even though you know she mm-hmm. her, I think her husband uh, died. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think there was actually an episode where her husband came back to life oh, really? and like had faked his death and oh that kind wow of thing. okay. It, they've done a lot of great stuff. Sure, it. yeah. Um, but you know, her her response was you know like oh no, it's it's not proper to live with the man before you uh-huh. marry him, and yeah. you know, regardless of how she lives her life now, it's still just this is the way you do this it. This is the way you do it. Yeah. But then Dorothy chimes in saying, well, you know, if I had, if, if Stan and I, you know, Stan, uh-huh, her, yeah. he's kind of the he, he reoccurring like, <laughs> yeah, he comes doofus. Back. Yeah, he's a doofus. Um, yeah. She's like, if, well, if Stan and I had lived together before yeah. we were married, it would have saved us a lot of heartache. Gotcha. Because they wouldn't have gotten married. Yeah. So it's still like using those older norms <laughs> yeah. to then, in, but, but then inject some like, yeah progressive well thoughts into that yeah absolutely and one thing that's that's really that's really clever about this show and i don't know the history of all of it well enough to know if this all this was intentional but one of the things that's really clever is about making it a show about older women is that those women who were that age in the 80s 30 years before would have been the same women who were sort of domestic housewives in the 50s, yes. right? So it is about that particular generation. It's not mm-hmm. just it's just about them later. It's yeah. not a show about um, people who have grown up with the norms that are currently operative at the time that the show has been yeah, is being shown. And I think that's just super it's clever and it makes for interesting inroads into yeah. a lot of things. But the, the and and so one of the strange things is that when you have these characters being progressive for the eighties, yeah, they're like generations ahead of their time or something yes. like this because these are the housewives. I mean, you know, women yeah. of the fifties mm-hmm. who are being progressive for the eighties, and they're not all. I guess they're not all uh, housewives of the fifties, but uh, sure, because some of them are, like Blanche is younger, right? Um, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how old she is. They it's, always they always make a thing out of it out of Blanche's age. She yeah. always says one thing, and it's not implied to be true. Yeah. Nonetheless, well, let's talk about Blanche for a minute. You, men- southern, you mentioned her, Southerner. Southerner, <laughs> yeah, she is <laughs> Blanche Devereaux. And apparently, there's one episode, and I don't even know if I've seen this or if I just read about it or whatever. There's one episode where they find out that one of her parents or one of her grandparents was a Yankee. Uh, have you seen this? 
I, I, it it's, sa- sounds, sounds familiar. familiar. Yeah. Yeah. They find out that someone and and not only that, but whoever this person is that was from New York State was also either half Jewish or Jewish. And so they pick on her about uh, Sophia particularly picks on her yeah. about being Jewish and it was like the character's name her like uh, not ancestor but you know a parent or grandparent or something uh their last name was Feldman or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And so Sophia calls her Feldman the guy <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, calm down Feldman <laughs> yeah. it is. and uh, but I think that's Sophia's role yeah. is to yeah. like you know she's yeah. she's <laughs> this is going to sound awful yeah. she's like uh playfully like all of these like negative negative things yeah, uh-huh. right yeah sure. but at the same time she's it's like she's it's aware sure to where you know she she's making offhanded like now very distasteful jokes yeah but from a good place well and this is the thing i mean this is the sort of and i would love to do uh, i want to do a sitcom a general sitcom episode at some point but this this is the sort of paradox of all in the family or um, to some extent, the sort of uh, first season of Chappelle show, or maybe just across the board Chappelle show, yeah. is the notion of like when Sophia is making fun of Blanche for this, she's not making fun of her for being Jewish. Right. Like, that's not she's not being racist and saying that. No, it's she's it's poking fun. Quite the, it's quite the opposite. It's yeah, she's yeah. poking fun at the fact that that bo- that, 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 that makes that her should not bother. No, you. there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. It's fine. Yeah. Like and and she is picking on the fact she's picking on Blanche's prejudice. Yes. Right. And so that's and and so a lack of understanding will be like mm-hmm. don't laugh it's don't you shouldn't have one character laughing at another character for being jewish well you don't have that exactly right that's yeah. exactly what you do not have in this situation um, um so they did they did a lot to play with blanche's character uh, yeah, uh, other, yeah other than just like her sexuality sure yeah um so they gave her uh, a gay brother exactly i'm yeah. actually have a clip if you and yeah it, let's it's, it's a let's have a clip okay do you want to set this up at all um so so this is uh the, the the interesting in for this clip is the fact that you know you have Blanche who um, is Southern and you, just like I mentioned before you know her ideas of like not living with a man uh-huh. for, you know, for your marriage yeah she's really struggling with the fact that her her brother yeah. and her brother's partner want to get married oh yeah yeah and then she basically asks Sophia for advice so that's that's the setup Blanche I've been thinking about Clayton and Doug and I have a question. What? Why do men have nipples? <laughs> I have no idea. You think it's because God has a sense of humor and isn't as uptight as the rest of us? It's easier for you to say that, Sophia. It's not your brother who's getting married to a man. Hey, it's not like the guys in my family never kissed a man. Of course, that was business. <laughs> Although there was that one hitman who always had to have a flower in his lapel and would hold the kiss of death a little longer than he had to. <laughs> oh, look, I can accept the fact that he's gay, but why does he have to slip a ring on this guy's finger so the whole world will know? Why did you marry George? We loved each other. We wanted to make a lifetime commitment, wanted everybody to know. That's what Doug and Clayton want, too. Everyone wants someone to grow old with. And shouldn't everyone have that chance? Uh, Sophia, I think I see what you're getting at. I don't think you do. Blanche, will you marry me? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Sophia. I need to go talk to them. Fine, but I'll need an answer. I'm not going to wait for you forever. (laughs) That's very good. So, so, you know, it's... In t- today's standards, just just Blanche like really struggling with that is, yeah. you know, it, it's it's like, come on, like yeah. it's it, but like of the time, like you know, you have the the oldest, quote unquote, oldest, yeah. wisest, yeah, and and probably most of her time because yeah. she's you know older character and wiser character coming yeah. and saying, listen, you need to calm down about this. this think is about fine. think about what you want in life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what they want. Oh. Yeah. 
oh, it's the simplest idea. Put yourself idea. in their place. Yeah. Right. Um, well, and also, and the thing that's that's like pretty intensely progressive about this particular clip, and I'm super glad you pulled it, is she's not just, Sophia is not just arguing except the fact that he's gay, right? Yeah. She is saying except the fact that gay folks and just folks who aren't like you should be able to not only exist, but publicly celebrate Yes. elements of their life right um, because blanche is already okay with the fact that he's gay exactly yeah she's she's to she's, that point she's hung up on the sort of social implications of it or yeah. something like that right right um <laughs> yeah and so that's that's pretty intensely progressive i mean even for today like oh, absolutely just the fact that people should that it's not only tolerance but it's celebrating elements of people who are different you know yes. what I mean? Then you are whatever you are. You this know? is this is a um, super popular primetime show. Yeah, in the eighties, like yeah, and it's about older women in the eighties. Yeah, that's super interesting. One another thing that uh, I wanted to bring up about Blanche, as long as we're talking about her, so she does have this sort of. She's not clearly the good guy there, right? Right. She's not a villain, but she's the one on the wrong side. Yes. Right. You also have, and sort of the the one sentence takeaway for Blanche is that she's very, you know, sexually liberated, right? Sure. She has lots of lots of boyfriends, lovers, whatever you want to call them, right? <clears throat> lots of guys. I think there's a, um, there's actually like uh, someone's gone through and and done the count. Oh, really? And there's like a hundred and eighty <laughs> something sure, of or course. something like that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But they also use Blanche in a. Uh, one particular uh, episode, and I don't have the name of it pulled up, where she gets sexually harassed. She's taking a class. Have you seen this one? Um, she's taking a class, and I don't remember what I the... I have con- seen it. Yeah, I don't no. remember what the context of it is, but the the guy, the uh, professor, instructor, whatever, basically does a quid pro quo. He says, you know, if you... Uh, I think he writes his number down and says, like, if you use this number, if you know what I'm saying, like, I'll pass you or something like that. Yeah. And then she goes and complains about it to cops i think to like the authorities and the authorities say yeah what are we gonna do you know we don't have any hard evidence it's you versus him and the guy even says i mean a line that like nowadays makes all the sense in the world the the cop says it would be a he said she said and let's be honest a man's career would be on the line (laughs) something like that it's like god damn like that is for the 1980s that's some that's some insight you know what i'm saying um and going there yeah and also it's i mean that's a thing that women have just been dealing with forever so it's right you know half the population has been dealing with it so um it's not like no one was thinking about it in the 80s uh but nevertheless i think it's interesting to have blanche be the character who gets sexually harassed right because it undercuts the sort of like cheap reading of blanche which is this that she's just down for anybody kind of thing yeah you know what i'm saying and it also distinguishes the fact that just because she doesn't she does what she wants sexually and she's not embarrassed about it doesn't mean that she doesn't have boundaries or doesn't have self-respect or doesn't right you know what i'm saying yeah uh, and i thought that was really clever and good writing mm-hmm. uh, to have her be the character who goes through that oh absolutely um, but even exploring that is wild yeah in in its time uh, in real life, Blanche and uh, Dorothy's the actors hated each other. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, you can you can feel it on screen, but sure. it it works because their characters are so totally yeah. different. Yeah, it gives it that tension. One thing I heard uh, when I was listening to some commentary and just general criticism about the show was the notion that one reason it's so interesting is because in real life these folks would never work together. They are so different. You know, and someone I heard compared them to like points on a compass. Like, they are just opposite, you know, right sides. But I mean, they have elements that overlap and complement each other too. Well, but there's an episode about that. Okay. Where the four of them go to a psychiatrist. Yes. um, I just watched that actually. And, you know, they. Yeah, you know, at, they're going through all these stories about how how different. Yeah. It's the it's the episode where uh, Rose mm-hmm. does the uh, it's the white dog poo episode, right? Okay. Oh, I think that's one of the clips that I pulled up. I know it didn't turn out so well, but it was an honest mistake. Besides, something good came out of it. We learned to make souvlaki. <laughs> Pause. So this is this is basically each golden girl is going through and getting. Uh, all the bad stuff about them. Yeah. And, you know, Rose's big thing is that she's just so dumb, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and Tiff uses this, these words a lot, so hold on. I'll let, let, you, let you see it. <laughs> okay. The point is, Rose, you do this kind of stupid thing all the time. 
And if you're not doing something stupid, you're saying something stupid, or wearing something stupid, or cooking something stupid. Rose, what do you think of Blanche saying these things? I think she's a girl karma knocking. <laughs> well, what exactly does that mean? Literally, it's the precise moment when Dog Dude turns white. <laughs> <laughs> It refers to the kind of person you don't want to share your hooten coggles with. <laughs> Rose, if you say one more of those stupid words, oh, so help me out your tubing burbles. <laughs> oh, oh, blow it out your tubing burbles. <laughs> so, so, you good. know, basically the, the psychiatrist basically yeah. says, listen, you guys should all move out. Yes. This doesn't work. Yep. And then they're all sitting around the dinner table, and they're all like, "Well, I guess." And they're all really sad about it, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, I guess, I guess we'll start packing tomorrow. And mm-hmm. then Sophia comes in, and yeah. basically, she's like, "You know what, ladies? Like, this is life. Yeah. This is what life. This is, yeah. You know, the good, the bad, and everything. And yeah. like, you're just living it. And, yeah. You know, and I, I don't, I don't even really can't really pinpoint exactly what they're trying to say, other than like. Yeah coexist and enjoy the good and, uh-huh. and, and and deal with the bad and like i think it's just generally a good thing you yeah know? yeah blow it out your t- tube of <laughs> <laughs> so you were talking about them going to the the psychiatrist they um speaking of that brought up this other uh example of something that's that was really intense when i was looking into all the issues uh that the golden girls goes into there's one where dorothy confronts a doctor she goes to a doctor because she's having i forget what it was like chronic fatigue syndrome or something like this do you remember this and she goes to a doctor and he says essentially well you know everybody gets tired you're you're getting older and Uh, it's she's like i know i'm i know there's something he's like uh, you know Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) well you know and then so she goes to i forget how the the arc of the episode plays out she goes to another doctor who's like a better doctor who listens to her and etc etc and then she runs into the first the the shitty doctor out of the restaurant somewhere yes right Mm -hmm. and she like confronts him and she gives him this like intense monologue uh and i didn't think to pull it i should have but she gives him this intense monologue about and i mean it overlaps with so many things it's about patients rights mm-hmm. it's about listening to and believing women who yes ha- when they tell you about how they are feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's also about listening to and uh seeing as people older folks yeah right i mean it's across the board it's all these things that it's like god that's so like ahead of our time no absolutely. to a large extent right uh, and she gives him i mean it's an intense monologue and there's this one moment uh, that i thought it was, it was just very clever where <clears throat> he says i mean at first he just won't hear it right he's just yeah. like i'm not gonna listen to some old you know whatever yeah um and then at one point it turns because he's sitting there with you know his girlfriend or wife or something like that and at some point he goes to retort to to Dorothy and say, I'm not going to sit here and listen to you. And then his girlfriend or wife says, shut up. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, and it's, and it becomes this like very gendered conversation about like, yeah, you know, we don't get listened to and yeah. stuff like that. And that stuff is just wild that it was on a, such a prominent show so long ago and is still so relevant. Uh, it's just kind of a wild thing. Yeah. There, there was another episode episode I wanted to mention um, yeah. regarding Blanche mm-hmm. that I forgot about. Sure, I yeah. I think it was Blanche. Yeah. And uh, the, the idea of her, her Southern heritage and race. Yeah. The episode's actually called Wham Bam Thank You Mammy. Okay. And Mammy oh, yeah. was Blanche's... I remember this. Uh, like nurse or... Is, her nurse her or, um, uh, like, uh, nanny. Yeah, yeah. They had a black nanny. That was like a role. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Blanche loved yeah. who she called Mammy, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Until until That's she found right. out that it turns out that her black nanny had yes. an affair with her father. With her father, yeah. And it was something that they could never have, they, they could never have pursued yeah. because yeah. of the... Just the taboo the, of it. The idea or, of a yeah. biracial yeah. relationship then... Um, and they tackle that head on. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you think, oh, this woman had an affair with my father. Like, uh-huh. but it's... It's not just that. No, it's, yeah. it, it's you know, it's it's about yes. understanding the hardships yeah. that she and her father went through. Yeah. It's not about cheating. It's not about, right. you know, it's right, about right. like, they yeah. should have had a chance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Um, yeah. What like? I mean, that's wild. Come and, on, and if I remember, for the win. And here. if I remember correctly, was Blanche upset about the racial dynamics of that, or was it just primarily about it being her father? I I, 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 I want to say it was more. It was just her father. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because I like, I, I do think they're they're giving Blanche the benefit of you know. Yeah. 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 Well, um, and there's an episode where Dorothy, right, her son, I believe, is dating a black woman who is quite a bit older than he is, and is engaged to her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Dorothy mm-hmm. has problems with this, mm-hmm. right? And it's made pretty clear that Dorothy has her main problem is the age difference, but she also has she's also concerned about the racial difference right. between them or something like this. In the sense that like this is going to be difficult well, for them. Yeah, and so right. and so that's such a nuance, but this is actually a point I was trying to make to my students like earlier like a week or two ago is that a lot of times you f- you face the possibility that prejudices become self-reinforcing because it's like oh people are going to treat you different if you x y and z and then those people treat other people different yes. and that reinforces the fact you know what i'm saying it's almost like you shouldn't have you have, I mean, you have to have the first person to cross yeah, the street before exactly. anyone can get there exactly yeah. and it's it's the sort of the notion of like oh you shouldn't have a have a, a relationship between people of different races because people like me think that's weird <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean people people like me and worse will treat you badly yeah and it's like that's not a good reason to to not you know do things that make you happy so that's super Interesting. Another another thing I wanted to bring up about this just sort of big abstract, not a particular episode. This is one of this is a show that I can think of, and uh, I'm sure there are more, but this one just with flying colors. Most episodes of this show, at least that I've seen, pass the Bechdel test really easily. Yeah. Uh, you know the Bechdel test. Mm-hmm. So the, for the lamp test, right? Yeah. Sexy well, lamp that's test. a version of it. Yeah. Okay. So the Bechdel test is named after a cartoonist and comics author, actually, Alison uh, Bechdel. Right. So oh, so the idea is that like women yeah. can have a conversation that's yes. not about a man. Exactly. Right? Two women with a name have a conversation conversation that's not about a man yeah and it's surprising how many things fail this right yeah uh and it's not to say that if something fails it it's a bad film or book or whatever but it just is something to help us be more mindful about how women particularly are portrayed in in stories that we are taking in and stuff and this is one where you have them passing it regularly right they are talking with each other about their own concerns from their own perspective and they're not referencing you know guys and i think that's really really cool so another another point i wanted to bring up the the style of this show is fucking wild (laughs) like the the visual aesthetics of this show are crazy to me um go on in a good way but it's it's the style of this show, and I don't even think that it's it's that I watched the Golden Girls there, but it reminds me of like my great grandmother's house, which I can just barely even remember. Sure, you know what I like mean. Like th- there should on on every like <laughs> yeah. table there should be a little a little bowl of candies. Absolutely, yeah. yes, yeah. little hard candies. Yeah, yep, exactly. And it's and well, it's Sophia's house, right? Is it? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think it's, oh, is it Blanche's, I think it's Blanche's house. house. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think, think it's Blanche's right. house. But the, the the insane like gaudy gold jewelry that they all wear. Yeah, and like their hair is like fluffed up in the yeah, like nineteen eighties. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. My yeah, my grandmother had this. She went to her, her to get her hair done every like sun or yes. whatever whatever day of the week. Absolutely, you know, got it like curled and fluffed and yeah. yeah. And I don't know what the name is. Like, I should have looked into the name for sort of, like, you know, you have Art Deco or something like that. I don't know what the name is for the stylization yeah. of that sort of mid to late 80s, very early 90s yeah. kind of look. But those color schemes, this, I mean, in yeah. retrospect, they look, I don't know if they look horrendous, but they definitely right. are distinct. Like, mm-hmm. you know exactly when you're looking at. And I just think that's that's one of the things that marks this show so clearly to me. Sure. Um, because by the time you get to, and it's a totally different show, by the time you get to like Seinfeld, which is early 90s, yeah. you have little remnants of that left, right? but not in the same way. I mean, it not is the full way. throttle in the Golden Girls. No, you're right. <laughs> this yeah. look. Um, yeah. And then also the fact that it takes place in Florida is really clear yes. from the design. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of, they got a lot of greeneries in the, in yeah. the uh, living room set. Mm-hmm. Um, the wicker furniture is yep. a big thing that sort of cites Florida yeah. to me. It, I you mean, know. 
especially people of our generation, like <laughs> yeah. it just feels yeah. your experience with like your grandparents. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the same time. Yeah. I um, can smell that hairspray. Yeah. Right? You no, know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's the <laughs> Um, well, let me ask this. Um, why is this show having a resurgence right now? Because I don't know. It's not like the show has come back and yeah. taken over culture or anything. No. But it's definitely having a moment. I mean, like, they sell Golden Girls-specific stuff at Target. Like, right. Maggie kind of likes this show. She has a she has a pair of Golden Girls socks. Kendra sure. has, like, three or four pairs of Golden Girls socks, yeah. Golden Girls shirts. Like, why is this show big right why does it speak to right now in the way that it does you know what i mean yeah well i mean you know just just to pull up another episode or two of, yeah like of very kind of specific things that you know in the 80s like the aids epidemic yeah. was yes. very scary right yes and there's a an episode where rose gets uh she gets a blood transfusion gets a right? blood transfusion yeah. uh mm-hmm. against her will because uh-huh. she had to have it yes and then got a notice that hey listen yeah we don't know, but yes, you might have gotten yeah. you know HIV maybe or blood something? with with or, HIV okay. that was HIV positive, you know, and she's just angry, right? Yeah. She's yeah. just scared, mad, yeah. Um, and she has this conversation again. It's like <laughs> the wisdom of Sophie. I just lo- Sophie is absolutely my favorite character. Yeah, she's great. Um, but I, I even I I wrote down the uh, um, the quote because I couldn't find it exactly. Uh, yeah. But she's uh they're they're at the the dinner table in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Rose says this isn't supposed to happen to people like me. Yeah, I'm a good person. Yeah, and that's 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 the line. Yeah, um, and then uh oh, I guess Blanche. It's Blanche. Yeah. She says it. Yeah, she said AIDS is not a bad person's disease. Yeah. Uh, it's not God punishing people for their sins. <sighs> yeah, like yes, that's a big. Mm-hmm. Dope statement. That's taking on primetime television. That's taking in the a 80s. stance in the eighties. That's a hard stance because, and I saw this. Uh, I was watching various clips yesterday and prep for this, and I saw this scene actually, and it's a powerful scene, mm-hmm. but it's made more powerful by the fact, I, like when that line dropped, I was like, oh my god, like yeah. I hadn't seen that episode before. Yeah, and the fact that it they they put it in. In, in yeah. bl- bl- like Blanche, like yes. the most southern, exactly. probably conservative characters, like. Yes. Hey, like I understand you're upset, but understand yeah. that like this has nothing to do with that. Well, and the and the reason that's such a stand, right, is because the evangelical right was saying precisely the opposite during the yeah. 1980s. This is a punishment because people are gay or promiscuous. Sure. This is God wreaking vengeance against those yeah. populations. And so for her to say, that's not what this is. This is a disease. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, whew, um, that's powerful so- shit. Just just to go back, using that as an example to yeah. your question. You yeah, know, yeah. You know, first of all, on a on a very kind of nuts and bolts version. Yeah. The fact that we can go back and watch these things as much as much as we want yep. is going to play a big role. Streaming. Right? Yep. It's um, on Hulu right now. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But people aren't doing the same thing with Roseanne. Good point. <laughs> and there are reasons for that. <laughs> it's true, right? Yeah, that's um, a great point. I think people are recognizing what made Golden Golden Girls so great in yeah. their and I think now with this kind of younger audience like saying, "Oh, well, first of all, this reminds me of my grandparents." Yeah. Um this reminds me of growing up with the t- in the TV on and also Some I nostalgia. can and, yeah. and also I can feel like I can be proud of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a great point. Yeah. The fact that it's something from the past that you get nostalgia from. Yeah. But at least for the most part, you don't have to spend all your time apologizing for. Yeah. Right. I mean, a lot of those values are good values, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and there there are. And this also leads me into another thing that I want to say that this sort of almost came up on our Star Wars episode, <laughs> but not quite, is the fact that I think one of the powerful things about this show is that it does have all these good progressive values in it. But at the same time, it's not always the case that we're constantly purity testing the main characters they can be on the wrong side of something yes and we can watch them grow yeah right so i mean it's it's you know the uh uh, blanche starts out han can shoot first (laughs) exactly yeah exactly that's okay yeah and so like blanche and and in and in you know explicitly destructive versions like blanche can be upset about the sort of racial 
interracial nature of her son's relationship. Um, but she, we can see her growth through that. Right. right? We mm-hmm. know we're on Blanche's side, but we know she's wrong about this. Yeah. And we can hold both of those at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. She's a good person. And so we can watch her get over some of the worst parts of herself or uh, Blanche with her. Uh, did I say Blanche before? Yeah, Dorothy. Oh, I'm right. sorry, Dorothy. Uh, we can watch Blanche with her brother get over the fact of her own neuroses about her brother's, you know, yeah. orientation, whatever. And so I think that's good. I think that's a good thing. We can watch no, absolutely. people with their problems where we know we're on their side and we know they're trying to be good people. Yeah. Right? And so I think that's, I don't know, I think that's... And, and, and it's also like everybody is going to have yeah. uh, their their prejudices and pit, pitfall, pitfalls. Yeah. Pitfalls, yeah. Unintentionally. Yeah. Um, there's going to be something that like you and I both still need to learn, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, and feeling like you can relate to the people on yeah. screen that like I'm also trying to be a better version of myself. Yeah. And I'm not fully there yet. Yeah. And that's, it's okay as long as I'm trying. Trying to get, get better. better. Yeah, exactly. Um, and learning along the way. Yeah. Because um, to think that like, oh, well, there are, all these characters are, are already there. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I guess there's no hope for there's, me. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And then at the same time, even just from a narrative perspective, there's not a lot of tension in that. Yeah. If you just already have everything figured out and you're perfect, what what am I going to, you know, what's the journey? You know what I mean? But uh, nonetheless, so yeah, I mean, that totally makes sense. You also have, and and I wonder if one reason that this is popular right now, um, and I don't know the extent to which it is, this is all anecdotal, um, but nonetheless, I wonder if part of the reason it's popular right now is also because we are having this moment where the types of things like Dorothy's monologue to that doctor or Blanche's response to the guy who was sexually harassing her, mm-hmm. where those stories are more prominent, like in the wake of obviously Me Too and all the sure. all the uh, women's movements and everything, where we're having to reckon with those more subtle versions of like sexism and stuff yeah. like that and patriarchy. And I wonder if that's a reason. And then also the fact that they're older women means that it's a show about women who are not constantly sexualized. Right. They're sexual, but they're not sexualized. Yes. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So like Blanche does whatever she wants. She's a sexual person, but the show is not about you sexualizing or objectifying, objectifying Blanche. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, she's treated as a fully three dimensional character who that's part of her. Yes. And I wonder if that's part of the, I mean, this is me, a. a a straight white dude trying to <laughs> trying to figure out why this is so popular, but yeah, that seems plausible. Got some other stuff. Got yeah, anything else? I, I want to. Yeah, let's talk about my my least favorite episode. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Um, and it's my least favorite episode, not because it's bad, okay, but because it bums me out. Okay, it's the one that it leaves you like even the episode where Dorothy or uh, Rose is conned. Yeah, it ends in a way to where okay, Dorothy is or wrote. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Stockton. Get it together. Get it together, Maestro. Rose is conned. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And she's and 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 Dorothy and the rest of them find out somehow. I don't remember how. They uh-huh. find out and they want to tell her. And he, and 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 this guy is like, listen, you know, we're gonna we're gonna move away together. We're gonna buy our own house and I want you to own half of it. So if you send me, you know, half the money up front and then I'll pay for the other half and then we'll meet there. Uh-huh. Right. He has no intention of, you know, he's just trying to get half her money yeah. by playing playing against the fact that her husband, Charlie, was in the war with this guy. Yeah. And this guy, he's like, you know, I, I always, uh, I loved your husband so much, but I fell yeah. in love with the woman who wrote him these beautiful oh, okay. letters kind of thing. Sure, sure. You know, and he's he's gone and, you know, we can, maybe we can have a shot at this. And she's like, I really like this guy. It's, I really like thinking about Charlie again. It's really mm-hmm. nice. Yep. And eventually she, on her own, she decides, you know what? I don't love this person, Yeah. but apparently he, you know, he cares for me and he really cared for Charlie. Mm. So she meets up with him and she's like, listen, I can't move away with you. I can't give you the half the money, Yeah. but I went to the lock or my bank today Yeah. and I have this gold watch that was Charlie's. Yeah. And I want you to have it, yeah. Um, because it meant, you know, it, it means a lot to me, and it meant a lot to him. And I yeah. want you to have it. Yeah. And he's and he looks at it, and he said, "You know what? You keep it." Uh-huh. He he walks away, and essentially he's like, you know, 
best of luck to you. So it's like, uh-huh. it's a bummer that like none of that was real. Yeah. But the fact that he could see that like, oh, th- there's an innocence and a love that she has and yeah. that she would give me something so valuable to her Yeah. because we share yeah. that with her late husband. Yeah. That happens. Uh-huh. They go home. The next scene is Dorothy going into Sophia's bedroom saying, you know, Ma, I'm 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 really upset. Uh-huh. You know, I really think we should tell Rose what actually happened. Sure. And Sophia's like, well, what what do you mean? Like, she, you know, yeah. she she didn't give him the money. She was yeah. going to give him a watch, and he even said no. Uh-huh. And and Dorothy's like, well, it just doesn't feel right to lie. Uh-huh. And she says, and Sophia says, like, you know, what's the harm in her believing something? That's going that 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 makes her feel good about yeah. the world, right? Yeah. And Dorothy's like, "Well, I guess you're right." And then the next scene is Rose laying in bed, and she's looking up. She has a big smile on her face, and she says, "I love you, Charlie." And then turns over to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like that's beautiful, right? Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um, and it's it's tackling t- a lot of stuff. There. A lot of things. Yeah. Um, the idea yeah. of losing your partner yep. to and and yep. having to live life after that um so that's a heavy episode but it ends in a way that's like okay like Uh in telling a white lie to to make like this not harmful like like that that's interesting yeah but the episode where sophia meets this man on a boardwalk yeah and they really hit it off and she's like i've found somebody i can spend spend the rest of my days with only to find out he has alzheimer's yeah has to say goodbye to him at the end. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think I even wrote down, yeah, she says, people think if you live to be my age, you should be grateful just to be alive. Well, that's not how it works. You need a reason to get up in the morning. And sometimes even after you find one, life can turn right around and spit in your face. Oh my God. And I think that's how the episode ends. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. I mean, that's sophisticated. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. No, absolutely. <laughs> that's, uh, it's, it's almost, I mean, I don't mean this in any negative way. It's almost too sophisticated for a primetime sitcom. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you know, the whole time you're watching it, you're like, I wonder how this is going to turn out because yeah. like Sophia can't leave the house and, and right. live with a, a, a man. Yeah. You know, it's, that's not how it's going to go. Yeah. Um, that's pretty wild. So that, that reminds me of, and, and so that's heavy stuff yeah <laughs> that i mean maybe i can take that heaviness and then segue into something light as we're bringing it in for a landing no um, i think we're done uh, we're, we're done, done right here. there uh <laughs> sometimes life spits in your face have a good day folks no but i was going to mention there's also another downer episode uh, or at least heavy episode okay. where one of dorothy's students writes um r- does a, an assignment or writes a story or something and it gets an award and uh, I forget the student's name. Let me see if I have this written down here. The student is no, I don't have his. I don't have his uh, name. Actually, it might be Mario. Now that I'm thinking about it, but it's played by Mario Lopez from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I think he writes a story and it gets some attention. And then essentially, deportation services show up and say he's in, here in the country illegally and we're taking him. Okay. And it's one of Dorothy's favorite students. He has a lot of promise. He's very connected and integrated into the yeah. community. And so, like, there's this episode that deals with the problem of deportation, of like unjust deportation yeah. in the Golden Girls in the 80s. Um, and so, I mean, you know, I don't have any particular point about deportation to say other than just that's that's a gutsy move yeah to like deal with a problem like that which i mean would have been on people's radar but certainly not to the extent it is today right at least to my understanding um so to even be dealing with the sort of injustice of that in a show about a bunch of older ladies living together in florida yeah (laughs) and cracking jokes and stuff yeah is pretty wild but i said that to sort of trans trans um ishin Ishin. <laughs> yeah, I said that to transition into uh, talking about some some prominent guest stars that have been on there that are okay. fun. Do you know? Uh, do you have any that come to mind? I have a list here. Oh, good. Yeah. No, I, I, I. So Mario Lopez, who I mentioned, yeah. right? Say by the bell. Mario Lopez. Yeah, he's good. George Clooney was on the show at one point. I, I, I I'll probably seem to remember all of these without having yeah. any type of memory of specifics yeah I, i'm not gonna give you specifics on all of them but just that the people were on there caesar romero was on there really yes he was on i do have the info for him he was on season six episode 10 called girls just want to have fun dot 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 before they die 
<laughs> but he was on there and I was watching that episode uh probably a month ago or something like that and I just couldn't watch it without hearing the Joker. I mean there's just no way. Yeah, that's, it's Cesar Romero. I'm going to have to look that up. Uh yeah, that, Did he uh, have a mustache? I think so, yeah. Of course mm-hmm. he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean he's older than the Joker obviously, but um yeah. so yeah, uh George Clooney, Mario Lopez, Cesar Romero and then the big one that I have is Quentin Tarantino is on the what? Golden Girls. Yes. He plays, he cameos as an Elvis impersonator wow. on an episode. He's in the background. I've seen a screenshot of it. I don't think I've seen the episode, but it's season four, episode seven. It's called Sophia's Wedding. Uh, and he is it, one of the Elvis impersonators is Quentin Tarantino. Wow. <laughs> and wild? You know, I bet he was just on cloud nine. Like, <laughs> I know. Like he, yeah. you know, he grew up like, yeah. it's not just like movies, TV shows, like just yeah. pop. Pop oh, culture he's in a, general. He's yeah. like, I get to be on the Golden Girls as an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> That's a pretty good Quentin yeah. Tarantino. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I've watched a whole, way too many. Yeah, I was going to say. Stuff. Uh, so, nevertheless, a lot of notable guest stars. Um, and then, and this is the last sort of thing that I have. Um, and we can we can rate this if you want, but uh, unless you have something else you want to dig into. But uh, one of the writers on this was for the last two seasons was uh Mitchell Hurwitz. Do you know who Mitchell Hurwitz is? I feel like I do. Yeah. He only he only wrote on the last two seasons, but he got his one of his starts was writing for the Golden Girls. He went on to develop for Ron Howard um Arrested Development. Right. That's yeah, where I know. Created yep. and wrote Arrested Development. And you can hear in the in some of the later seasons of Golden Girls, you can hear that Mitchell Hurwitz type of humor. Yeah. Where it's puns and it's like yeah. part of what's funny is that it's challenging to understand the joke, yeah, and stuff like that. Right. We need to do an Arrested Development episode, totally. but uh, but nonetheless, so Mitchell Hurwitz wrote on there. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's all I have. I mean, it's a it's a it's a great show, and it's it's I I, ahead I thought of its time. I thought about like these types of shows, like they don't have a live or like they have yeah pre-recorded for yeah. the show different um <laughs> transitional yeah. like and then you're in yeah i wanted to find it and like have you cut that in every now and then <laughs> you know what i mean just a nice transition <laughs> yeah yeah that's very good that's but, very uh, fun <laughs> yeah it's that's great well should we rate the golden girls i think I've, yeah i've uh i've pulled my golden girls well dry anyway yeah all right, so why don't you go first? Don't yeah, you, I'm yeah, rating the Golden Girls um, 10 out of 10. Hell yeah. And the reason I'm doing this is because, like, I don't know. The fact that, like, my grandma was such a big fan of the show. Yeah. The the stuff they tackled, the, the uh, you know, and Tiff's grandpa, like, yeah. he watched the show a lot after he lost his wife. And, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I think, culturally what it did. And, you know, like, with culture, like, TV and especially, like, sitcoms and stuff yeah. like that that tackle progressive issues yeah. can move yes can move yeah society forward it's not only reflective it like right. has an impact the thing that yeah. we're so afraid of is are that is the thing that we don't understand right yeah um and if we can see people who we like and even love interacting with things that we're afraid of yeah. and 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 really demystify yeah. these ideas like that can move a society forward. Sure. And for all of those reasons, 10 out of 10. Love it. Sicilian hitmen. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. That's very, very good. <laughs> Sicilian hitmen is very good. I'm a creative thinker. Okay. I have this Common Creatives podcast. Oh, my God. It out. Oh, my God. So you gave it 10 out of 10. Uh, here's the thing. What can you really complain about with this show? Right? Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's progressive. Um, it's not embarrassing in retrospect. It's in line with a lot of the conversations we're having now. It's got you know fun guest stars and amazing comedians at the head of it, etc. That said, I'm not going to give it a ten out of ten. Okay, and it's just going to come down to this is my rating. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, this is my rating, and I'm learning to love this show. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have any complaints about this show yeah. at all. But it's just about my own emotional reaction to it, which is not off the charts 10 out of 10 yeah. at this point. Does that make sense? That's okay. Yeah. So I am going to give it... You're not it, there yet. It's I'm not there yet. I'm going to give it a high score because, once again, I don't mean this in any negative way. This is just about my own feelings. And also, I want to save my 10 out of 10s for things where it's like, I have no... Op- I have no... You know. Yeah. I'm, I'm so ecstatic about this thing. So... 
I'm going to give it nine out of 10 St. Olaf stories. Uh, Back in St. Olaf. (laughs) That's what I'm going to give it. Um, But overall, I mean, great show. I'm glad we looked into it. Um, I think it's, I think it's super interesting and, and from a creative perspective, I mean, it did a lot and I want to talk about, you know, sitcoms in general. We didn't talk too much about formatting, but, uh, but nonetheless, yeah. yeah. And and in general, I'll go ahead and say with sitcoms, there's something typically about sitcoms. I don't know what it is that bum me out. Okay. Sure. I don't know. I I probably could go down a rabbit hole as to why. Yeah. We'll explore that in a future episode. I wonder if it's like, you know, you know, part of it's probably low hanging fruit. And I think that's Uh why Golden Girls is kind of great because of the way they, 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 it's elevated lowest. Yeah. Common denominator stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I also wonder if it's like attached to like the idea that like these shows when you're a kid, like play, like before you go to bed and like it's adult time. Yeah. Right. Sitcoms are are about when the TV's not for you, when right. we're not watching Batman the animated series or yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see I, that. I don't know I don't know. I there, that, there's maybe. just something about like multi camera can laugh, all can, that stuff. You know, yeah. Live studio audience or yeah, can laugh. Sure, sure. And just way too many lights. Yeah, I get that. And uh-huh. only one angle in each room. Yep. That like somehow bums uh-huh. me out. That's fair. I don't but uh, it kind of bothers me that I feel that way, but well, don't get too analytical because if we do a sitcom episode, yeah. I want to dig into I, yeah, formatting like, on that. That is interesting, though. It's weird that it would bum you out. It should be the to, opposite. It should be well, like, or or even just you have apathy about it, or you don't, you know, you're like, eh, it's yeah. artistically whatever. Yeah, uh, but for it to bum you out, that is interesting. Yeah, it's, I, it's I don't strange. know. That, I don't know how rational that feeling is. It's not sure. like I hate sitcoms. No, bum, yeah. it's like yeah. there's just something inherent about them that. <laughs> You're just like, oh. Generally, it's not yeah. even like gross. It's like, huh. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like um, thinking of like King of Queens or uh-huh, any, yeah. like, you know, less so Seinfeld. Sure. Well, that's another one that's elevated. Once again, yeah. that's doing something else. Yeah. Cool. Well, we got 10 out of 10 and 9 out of 10. Yeah. So, I mean, a good showing for the Golden Girls as far yeah. as the definitive cultural take Great goes. showing. So, yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, this has been the Comic If you don't like Creators the Golden podcast. Girls, don't write in. Don't write it. Don't We're tell not interested. Us. No, I'm not going to read that. Yeah. I'm not going to read that garbage. Um, never, I don't know. I don't know how. Quiet, you trash. <laughs> Isn't that the line? Quiet, you trash. Uh, the one where they mistake them for uh, pro- somebody mistakes them for prostitutes. And they end up going to jail for it or something. That, and then somebody says right. something, and Blanche says, "Quiet, you trash." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Yeah. Um, so that's the Golden Girls. Uh, this is Comic Creators Podcast. We're a Destination Nation Network podcast. Go to destinationcomics.com. Check out all the podcasts there. Reach out to us, Comic Creators Podcast, on Instagram. Reach out. Why aren't you reaching? Reach out? Reach on. A- <laughs> See? That's Wayland. Why didn't you reach out? You upset Wayland. He has these weird moments uh, of like, oh, <laughs> God, I'm bored. Yeah. He's like, I'm just laying here. And yeah, then- what am I doing? Uh, yeah, e- send us an email on uh, at commoncreativespodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to talk about, and uh, maybe we will. Who knows? Uh, nevertheless, as far as Sophia and Blanche and Dorothy and Rose go and St. Olaf, would you say that you concur, Doctor? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> Quiet, you trash. (laughs) Quiet, you trash. Thank you for listening, DNN.